Hello. Hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is usually the music podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and talk about it track by track. But not today. But not today, because these aren't usual times that we're in. Very unusual times. And we thought it would be a real lift, a real tonic uh, to do a special episode today um, to give some thoughts, some ideas um, of music-wise... Music wise and uh, films, TV, books, um, for anybody that's at home with a lot of time on their hands, as a lot of people are at the moment, it feels like we've got something to share and something to talk about on that front. Definitely. This is our self-isolating special. Uh, So whether you are just home from work and stuck at home or if you're actually suffering with the symptoms of coronavirus, we just want to be there with you if you're a regular listener uh, and you were waiting until Tuesday for the next episode, then we wanted to come just a few days earlier. Just like Lemsip for the soul. Mm. Now, do you like Lemsip or not? Some people are... I really like the taste of it. Maybe it's more of a kind of in your head because you know it's hot and soothing, uh, but you know it's doing some good. Mm. I do like dropping a bit of whiskey and honey in mine. Any excuse to get some liquor in there? Well... Uh, you really like to treat yourself, don't you? Dan, how are you feeling strange like you said it's just very everything about it is so alien prime minister telling you stay inside don't travel don't don't socialize it's just not a normal thing that we're used to is it it's and there's also the unknowing of not quite knowing how long it's going to go on for um and of course seeing around the world what's happening so you know usually this is a very uplifting podcast and we will we will try to get to uplifting parts but i think it's safe to say it's a lot of people are probably feeling a bit anxious. I certainly wouldn't say that I normally suffer with anxiety, but I have been feeling a bit different these last few days. It is, it's a really weird time. And working from home for a lot of us is something that we would never have thought we would be doing for an undefined period of time. Uh, but also just going to the supermarket has become uh, like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Supermarket sweep with Dale or Rylan, it is not. So, Dan, let's get stuck in. I think we want to... Should we kick off with some music? I think we should. It's probably the right thing to do. Um, we're not talking about albums, um, but I thought let's talk about what we're enjoying listening to at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so it's not new music, Will. There is an anniversary coming up in the next few weeks of an album. Oh, hang on a second. On a, Even on a special emergency episode... You're trying to link it to an anniversary. Well, it's an anniversary because it's not one that we're going to celebrate because, you know, the long list is getting ever longer and there's other things we need to talk about. But there's an album coming up that's, 20, that's turning 25. It's by Duran Duran. And it's their album, Thank You, which is their covers album they released in 1995. Now, Q Magazine put this number one in one of their rundowns a few years ago. But it was for the worst album ever recorded. What? So, uh, and I do remember in the top, Five, they had Naomi Campbell's sort of album. Do you remember that? Yes, unfortunately. I don't remember that. But they also had, I think it was at number two. Oh, they also had Westlife's Allow Us To Be Frank, which I think we referenced quite recently. Oh, that, that'll probably come in a few you were, weeks. You were quite, yeah, I think, we, yeah. Yeah, you've not heard that yet, yeah. but you were quite scathing. Yeah. And um, all of the solo Spice Girl albums were just collected together, which I think were number two in this rundown. So the album's called Thank You. It came after Duran Duran's wedding album, which had Ordinary World and Come and Done, which was a bit of a return to form. Some would say return to the charts, certainly. And it was full of cover versions by acts including Public Enemy, Lou Reed, Led Zeppelin, 
The Doors. So I just want to play a little bit of a track from there, which I think this is what we're trying to do for our listeners today. This one is called I Want to Take You Higher. That was I Want to Take You Higher, as recorded by Ike and Tina Turner, and a nice little spin on there from Duran Duran. Did you like it? Did it, did it take you higher? Not for me. No? <laughs> bit heavy. Bit, bit heavy for me. Bit much. Can you lighten, lighten the mood a little bit? Yeah, sure. So there is, I just remembered, there is a new song, a very new song that I love, just released over the last few days, actually. And so I've talked about Duran Duran. I can take that one off. But also, who else do I always talk about? Spice Girls. So Mel C, Sporty Spice, has just released a brand new song called Who I Am um, with a great video that looks back on some of her uh, past uh, personas, let's say. So yeah, let's listen to a bit of that now. That's who I am. You know what? I love that one. Just instantly over the last couple of days, it's really hit me. And what's great, I think Melanie C, originally when she came out as a solo artist, we talked about Northern Star, of course, last year. She went for a rockier edge, then it went a little bit more poppy, then it went a bit more rocky, then she done the stage stuff. And then with Version of Me, which came out a few years ago, that's her most recent solo album, she was experimenting more with dance. And I think this is just a great piece of pure pop. And it's co-written with... Uh, Richard Biff Stannard, who worked a lot on the Spice Girls' biggest hits as well. So it's a nice return uh, to a musical songwriter there. I love the production in it as well. It sounds like very Freemasons-esque, particularly towards the end. I can imagine we might be getting some nice remixes of this one. Yeah. But I have to say... Something to look forward to. Yes. There's a lot to look forward to. And um, there was a rumour going around Twitter the other day that the Spice Girls were having a photo shoot together. So fingers crossed it's for some more Spice Girls uh, activity coming soon. Lovely. Thank you for that. Will, what are you listening to? So I would like to talk about Joseph Salvat. Have you heard of him, Dan? No. So he is uh, an Australian singer, songwriter, producer, um, who probably about five years ago now, four or five years ago, had a debut album out. And he's back this year with new music and a new album coming out, um, I think, towards uh, the start of May. He has released, just in the last couple of days, a new single. And I really, really like it. Um, So I'd like to play a little bit um, and maybe educate a little bit on Joseph Salvat uh, and his new single, Paper Moons. You keep on asking me to save you, but it never works I don't know why you're so committed to your pain Another flight, another land to know the worst You are it again You gotta stop giving yourself to Yeah, You gotta stop I wish you would stop So, Dan, what did you make of that? Nice, nice production. It's really 
frustrating me because it reminds me of quite a few sort of male singer-songwriters who verge towards that kind of electronic style of production. And they've all escaped my brain at the moment, which is really not helpful. Maybe I'll toss one in Bastille? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more of a, maybe like a poppy of James Blake, perhaps. Um, Yeah, nice. Shiny. And why don't I just, just to educate you a bit further, um, because there's a whole debut album out there. This is uh, a real cracker from his first album called Open Season. So that was a little bit of Open Season as mm. well. Have you seen the film Open Season? No, what is it? It's an animated uh, one with a quite a fun porcupine on there. Ah, po- pokes his head around the corner and says, Buddy. Uh, I also want to talk about Eurovision. Of course. Or the lack of Eurovision. So of many things that have been cancelled and postponed this week, we had Glastonbury, which we're... Very, very sad about. Absolutely gutted. You know, completely respect the decision, but gutted. Yeah. Eurovision has been cancelled as well. And of course, some of the uh, gigs that we had lined up over the next few weeks as well, including Goldfrap. So it is worth pointing out that, as you know, we pre-record the episodes. So over the next few weeks, there's going to be a few references to Glastonbury, Eurovision, Goldfrap. Uh, Just ignore those. Is that because you can't be asked to go back in and re-edit the episodes we've already uh, got in the can? I just think the the episode won't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) They're great episodes. There's still a lot of fun to be had. So Eurovision um, is such a shame because it was shaping up to be a really good year. There's some great tracks and we were prepping uh, another Eurovision special. Yes, our favourite tracks before the final. Uh, But we're not going to do that now. But I do want to divert your attention to... Eurovision, uh, and there's some great playlists out there with all the tracks from Eurovision because they're all there, mm. finalised, ready to go for the finals. Uh, and we'll put uh, some links in the description for this episode um, to access. Um, amongst my favourites, there's a brilliant Think About Things, which was that video that went viral. Island, no, Iceland. Yes, it is uh, for the Iceland entry, uh, which was shaping up to be a hot contender. Uh, but the bit I want to share a little clip of, um, it's a fantastic solo effort from Effendi, and this is Cleopatra. So that was Cleopatra. What did you think, Dan? It's definitely one of those... Because I think that the Iceland one is a song that I could imagine listening to uh, just because it's a fun, pop, weird, off-kilter sort of track. This one definitely has that feel of a little bit more novelty with some kind of something different thrown in the mix. Um, so I imagine it would have been fun on, to see on the final, um, but it's not something I'm going to listen to ever again. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> 
I think I love how different it is. I love how it definitely feels like a Eurovision track, but I love the attitude, the message to it as well. Um, but that's one of many tracks that we were going to talk about in our Eurovision special, which is no longer uh, going to happen. So before we leave music, actually, I thought it might be good just to go back to Glastonbury. We were both so excited to be there. We we're going to do another special episode from Glastonbury. What is there one track, Will, that you were really looking forward to seeing there? Yes, Stan, there was. And without wanting to sound too cliched for this podcast, uh, it was going to be a Pet Shop Boys track. Mm. Uh, Pet Shop Boys, it's emerged. We're going to headline uh, the other stage. On the Sunday on evening. On the Sunday evening. So it would have oh. been out with a bang. Uh, and the song that I was really looking forward to them hearing, uh, and they would have played it, I'm sure, because it's a fan favourite, uh, is Willow the Wisp. It's a classic, new classic Pet Shop Boys banger. Uh, and the spoken word bit towards the end of that is just amazing. It's without a doubt my favourite song on the album. By you know, There's some great stuff on there, but by a long way, that's my favourite new song. And it's side one, track one. Yes, which we do love. Uh, now, Dan, you asked me that question, which I'm sure it means that you had a thought. Just the one. So yeah, there's obviously the lineup was so track by trackable. There was Pet Shop Boys on there. There was Larue, Goldfrap, TLC, Kelly's, some amazing stuff. So the one gig from it, as well as Pet Shop Boys, of course, that I was really looking forward to was Larue because I saw her there last time, five or six years ago, and it was without a doubt one of my favourite blasphemy moments ever. And the highlight of all of that was Cruel Sexuality. But I know that would have been amazing. But there's also some great stuff from the new album. So I was really looking forward to hearing Automatic Driver. Fun of that one for the new album. I love it. It's yeah. great, isn't it? And Larue has got such a great niche for herself now with mm. that sound. Um, it's so distinctive. Sort of a bit tropical, a bit mm. electronic, very poppy, still quite 80s influenced. And that, what I'm really annoyed about is that she did some gigs for the new album earlier this year. And I think I just decided it wasn't really the right time, but I re- was really holding out that she'd be at Glastonbury. So, And then she was lined up to be there. But now we're not going to see her. So I do hope that we get some more tour dates from her because I would love to hear this new stuff live. Let's move on for music. Mm-hmm. Which we never, ever do. No, I feel strange to be saying it. Um, but there's a whole world of film to discover and rediscover. And without, without wanting to sound like torn stubs, uh, we do want to talk a bit about film. Definitely. 
Dan, and this doesn't have to be something brand new because uh, it could be something you're enjoying that's been around for a while. But what what would you recommend? So I think this, because if you are working from home, if you are isolating, you do know that you've got quite a long amount of time where you kind of you've got an excuse to do nothing, which you don't often get because you've got to go out and do the shopping or you've got to go out and see people. Right now, the advice is stay at home. So I think it's a great excuse to go for a film series that you've been wanting to watch for a while and that you just thought you might start and never finish. Uh, so I have started re-watching the Harry Potter series. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a good, a good idea, isn't it? You've got plenty of time to just sit down, throw on a blanket. Yeah. And I do like to, I do prefer to do it at night time. I like to watch a film when it's darker. So we're kind of doing one a night. Um, but I, I had always said that the first two, I kind of missed and went from three. Three is my favorite, The Prisoner of Azkaban, because of like the time travel elements that I really like. And I think they get better from there. But we started at one and two, and actually they're, they're better than I used to give them credit for. I mean, some of the kids' acting is a little bit... It's such a shame, isn't it, whether when you choose child actors for an ongoing series, you don't necessarily know if they're going to grow up to be good actors. No. And, and the... Daniel Radcliffe, he's got more ham than the meat counter at Sainsbury's used to have before <laughs> they closed it down. <laughs> so everyone who worked on there could fill up the shelves. But I will say, do you know who has the best child actors? I don't even know if you watch it. Modern Family. Yes. Another another great tip, actually. Yeah, it's all on. If you've got Sky, it's all available um, on box set. Sky on ATV. Yeah, Modern Family's really good. Film-wise, the thing, I think this has come at a great time, actually. It's almost like it was planned because Disney Plus launches next week on Tuesday, I believe, 24th, which is just going to be chock-a-block full of um, Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm uh, films, and here's a top tip for you. If you haven't pre-ordered it yet, because obviously there's a special offer to get it for forty nine ninety nine. But if you go through the top cashback website or app, you get a further £15 off that. So what? £35. You didn't tell me about this before I got it. I didn't. Let's retake this offline. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it out later. Hmm. Um, uh, so what about you? What films are you revisiting or planning to? Well, similar to you, actually, um, I was thinking about a series of films at home, we've started uh, re-watching all the Star Trek films. Oh, wow. Which is brilliant. Uh, and th- this was inspired from watching the new Star Trek Picard series, which, which is on Amazon Prime, which I'd also really recommend. Uh, I think they've done a great job with it. And Patrick Stewart is a brilliant actor. The thing that I really think of when I think of Patrick Stewart, two things, actually. American Dad, which I love, and Extras, of course. I've seen everything, Yeah. I've seen it all. He was hilarious on extras, uh, really sending himself up. But yeah, so Star Trek series um, and Star Trek Picard as well. And of course, with film, the cinemas are closed at the moment as well. Cineworld, which I'm a member of, and Picture House, both closed. So this is a great time to just revisit those films that you miss at the cinema uh, or just uh, an old favourite that you haven't seen for a long time. I think sometimes... I don't know about you, if I'm scrolling through picking a film, I'll, I'll see one. I'll think, oh, no, I watched that quite recently, actually. But if I think about it, it was actually maybe three or four years ago. So it's, it's a good time to ignore what's new and have that time to, to dig out an old classic. So on to TV now. Dan, what are you watching on the box? There are two series that I'm watching at the minute, which are sort of complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So one is The Morning Show one of the new Apple TV Plus series. Have you seen that one? 
I have loved it, and it gets better as it goes on, in I'm, my opinion. I'm about halfway through now, but obviously watching it a lot quicker uh, than I used to. Um, it, it's fantastic. The production value is amazing. I think when I first saw it advertised, I thought, you know, a story about breakfast TV news anchors, that sounds a bit dull, really. But I was probably just imagining Piers Morgan and Susanna What's-Her-Face uh, in their private lives. Well, I do remember reading about a story from the days of the Big Breakfast when Vanessa Feltz was one of the uh, hosts. She used to do the on-the-bed interviews. Oh, yes. After Paulie Yates... Uh, Moved on. Died. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, she famously tipped a plate of beans over one of the producers in a heated really? argument. So I think obviously things go a lot further in the morning show, but uh, that's a very British yeah. thing to happen. And it would be a plate of beans and not a bowl of custard because uh, she wouldn't waste that. No. But the morning show, I think it's great. And shall I tell you the thing I'm watching? Yes. Uh, one Foot in the Grave. Oh, it's like, what a classic. So I, I didn't watch it first time around. Well, I was probably too young when it first came out. And then, of course, it was repeated a few years afterwards. It just seemed a bit old for me. And then maybe I've caught up and maybe I'm that old now. But it's this very clever British humour. And if you haven't seen it before, each each episode, you're given these sort of little bits of information at the start, these little clues, these little weird things that happen. And it all just ties up wonderfully at the end and sometimes in a very random way it's very dark humor as well isn't it um i think when you re-watch it you forget how dark some of the comedy is in there but it's it's very funny and it's written really well and mm. um it's a great cast oh yeah victor mel uh, victor Meldrew. That, that's who i think richard he is now. wilson richard wilson yes and annette crosby uh, and Angus Deaton's in it as well as the uh, neighbour they hate each other. Yes. Uh, and what I would also say is, Dan, uh, you can watch all of One Foot in the Grave. It is on BritBox, which is that new streaming service that the BBC and ITV have jointly set up. Um, and if you want to try it out and you're an EE customer, you get six months of it for free. That's amazing. Um, so it's almost worth having for six months and then just uh, sucking it dry of uh, all the juicy content. There's loads of classic stuff on there. Uh, so, what, so what are you watching at the minute, Will? My top tip is uh, on BBC iPlayer, This Country. It's a mockumentary uh, about the life of some youngsters in a small village in the Cotswolds. Um, it's done kind of like office style. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, the two main stars are uh, Write It, um, and they play the two main characters in it as well. And it's about their life um bit of a waste wasted life uh, in a Cotswolds village but it's um like a lot of mock- good mockumentaries it's very well observed it's got some bang on references that you can relate to as well um but it's all in the characterization um and how a lot of the humor is very very subtle so i have seen episode one and i didn't really get on with it but you and i have got such similar taste in comedy that i feel like i should maybe give it a second chance just bear with it like a lot of things, actually, when I first started watching One Foot in the Grave, I, the first series, and particularly the first episode, just weren't quite what they become. Uh, and one final thing uh, I'm watching, on, it's on Sky One and Now TV. It's a new comedy from Armando Iannucci, who did The Thick of It, and uh, originally did a lot of the Alan Partridge stuff, uh, and Veep in America. It's called Avenue Five, and it's a comedy with his typical satirical bite and fast-paced wit and swearing uh, set on a spaceship uh, with Hugh Laurie as the captain. Uh, and also, funnily enough, one of the stars of 
this country she is also in that as well and is very funny in it as well i have seen that advertised it does look good i haven't got around to watching it yet so thank you for the tip let's talk about books yes and i know dan you always got your head in a book yes i do love to read well to be honest with you it was my new year's resolution because i have uh, a lot of books that i haven't read yet and when i go on holiday my favorite thing to do is just kind of switch off in the world have a drink have uh, a lay down and have a book and i can read you know two or three books in a week on holiday but then when i get back home i just forget to read and it's well, I didn't want your life story. <laughs> Just a yes would well, that or I am, no would have sufficed. I am writing a book, actually. So. <laughs> uh, so at the minute, I am reading Elton John's autobiography, which is called Me. And you started it, didn't you? I started, and I think just something else came along that I wanted to read more. So I've just put it to one side for now. But I'm uh, currently thoroughly enjoying that. I did see the film Rocket Man, which, of course, was his life story. But it's great. Just this one feels, compared to... The, the film, which felt very much like a, a musical, it could have been a stage show, maybe it will become a stage show. This does feel, as autobiographers should, that it's just you and him sat down and he's just telling you these stories. So and I'm enjoying that. And then from a fiction point of view, I'm really enjoying the Robert Galbraith crime fiction, which is J.K. Rowling's pseudonym. Um, so these, for me, I never was really into crime fiction before, but I thought I'd see what how J.K. Rowling was writing it. And they're so easy to read and the stories are so gripping as well. So I have found myself flying through those books. There's four out so far and a new one due this year. Have you read those? I haven't, no. Thoroughly recommend. I've got some here if you want. Uh, No, you're okay. (laughs) Uh, What are you reading? Um, The Beano. No, how dare you? I am, uh, I've referenced him a few times on the podcast, but I am deep into Alan Bennett's diaries at the moment. Come along, mother. <laughs> um, and I just think at the moment where there's just so much uncertainty and bad news everywhere, it's a wonderful escape into Alan Bennett's world and his mind. Visits to Yorkshire, to New York, uh, wandering around National Trust properties and um, just his day-to-day life living in North London as well. It's just such a lovely way to relax at the end of the day and escape. And there's so much to read in there. And have you seen The Lady in the Van? I haven't, no. It's on my list of what I could watch over the coming weeks. I would thoroughly recommend it. That's a great film, which, of course, uh, he features in as a a character and as an actor. Uh, Dan, can you hear that noise? Yeah, what is that? I think it means we are enforced out of time. Oh, God. um, Because I think we've got to get into lockdown now. We've got to stay here at Track by Track Towers. Uh, is there any food in? Well, no, since we sat cook, <laughs> the cupboards are empty. Uh, I think we've got to get going. So uh, I hope we've given you some things to watch, listen to, read. read uh, and we are going to be back. Uh, don't worry, listeners, there are plenty of episodes already in the can. So we'll be back again next week. With plenty of references that are absolutely pointless now. <laughs> Such as the changing shape of the world at the moment. Uh, but take care, look after each other. Stay inside, wash your hands. And be safe. And we'll see you on Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. (laughs)